I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, happy Friday, Raider Nation. It's Friday. Mo, it's Friday. You're off today. Sort of. Right? So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a great opening. Uh, Scott Branson, Mo Moten. It is the mailbag edition of Silver and Black today here on this Friday as we head in. The Raiders off to Chicago. Okay, I won't sing for you. They're off to Chicago. They will, they will, where they will get me a Italian beef. And Mo, they will deliver to Mo's house in New York a Chicago hot dog, which has no ketchup on it. So, yes, that's okay. Land I got ketchup. No. No, ketchup on hot dogs. The Raiders will find out. But anyway, they're going to Chicago. And if you listen to the show yesterday, we uh, had on Dan Bernstein. We talked a lot about the Bears. Uh, I, we like the Raiders tomorrow, or Sunday, excuse me, not tomorrow. Uh, Raiders Sunday. So we'll see. So hopefully it'll be a more decisive win. So all of you out there will be a little happier. It'll be nice. But we got the mailbag, Mo. Are you ready for the mailbag? We got voicemails. We got a long one from our resident Raider Nation stand-up comic, and that is A.J. DeMello. We're going to play the whole thing, I decided. Well, it's three minutes. Yeah, why not? So you and I, like if you're watching us on YouTube, the call will be going and Mo and I will be drinking something because it's it's a long call. But we got some good stuff, so we want to get to that. And surprisingly, it's good because we got, I'm just, I just, I'm enamored with the people who listen to our show and watch it on YouTube because they're realistic we have a couple really negative people, and you know who you are on on YouTube, uh, and they're cool though. I mean, no problems. They just like to, to 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 vent constantly. But when we get emails and we get voicemails here on the show, they're always really on target. So I'm excited about this, and I love the fact that we're getting the calls now, right? Because we get to hear these guys and gals, baby, and gals. Hi, Mo. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to take me to sushi. <laughs> no? Okay. Well, we do have one call today. So when you're listening, and I know you, by the way you talk to us on the message, I know you're a longtime listener because you mentioned it, but you didn't leave your name. So I'm going to play your thing anyway. Usually I would disqualify you if you don't leave your name because I just leave three instructions. Name, where you're calling from, and then your question. Okay. But we're going to play it anyway because I liked it. Uh, so we'll get to that. So whoever you are, make sure you tweet at Mo or I or the show who you are when we play. All right. Here we go, Mo. We're going to go to this first call, and then um, we'll we'll jam on it. Here we go. Gentlemen, uh, this is Anders in Oakland. Love the show. Frequent listener, frequent writer, and now caller. Uh, lots of complaints about the lack of Adam's targets uh, for good reason. Uh, I was wondering if you think that could be Possibly be because of uh, McDaniels' well-documented loathing uh, of Q quarterbacks changing his call play at the line of scrimmage. Uh, I rewatched much of the game, and there are a number of plays where Adams was actually single-covered, but the play wasn't to him. Instead, it, it's sort of the pre-snap call, no matter what, come hell or high water, with the progression of reads coming from that pre-snap call. 
Uh, to me, if a quarterback sees Adam single covered, you change the call at the line of scrimmage and throw it to him every time. Uh, I do know that Brady certainly changed the calls at the line of scrimmage, but perhaps, you know, he had Belichick's blessing. You know, Carr basically said he wasn't allowed to, uh, you know, under McDaniels, and he was run out of town. So, keen to hear your thoughts on that. As a PS, uh, you guys did get my name pronounced correctly. It is Anders. Uh, like Daniel Carlson's brother, not Anders. Thanks, guys. <laughs> there you go. Anders, thank you, man. He's written in a bunch of times. What a great call, Mo. I mean, guy knows his football. That's why I'm telling you why I love our <laughs> listeners. But go ahead and take his point about the call at the line. You're seeing, and he's right, because there is times when when Devontae Adams, and we talked about it on yesterday's show about Devontae Adams and targeting, um, where he's single coverage, and you're not seeing the quarterback go to him. We, we talked about it earlier today. I mean, well, actually Thursday, right? Yeah. So there was a conversation with Devontae Adams, I believe Brian Hoare on the sideline. And again, I don't know what was said, but I'm sure as Andres pointed out, he's probably telling Hoyer, look, you see single coverage on me. Give me a chance. Throw me the football. He's not being selfish, but he's saying, look, I can win my one-on-one, you know, matchups. You know, it's, it's the double coverage that you have to be careful with. But if it's me one-on-one with whoever's on the other side of the football, throw it to arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. And I get it. I totally understand that. And to Andre's point about lack of flexibility in Josh McDaniels' system, I obviously haven't played for Josh McDaniels. But if I could just piece things together for the puzzle, I would say that there isn't a lot of flexibility in his offense. I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think quarterbacks are allowed to change much once they get to the line of scrimmage. I, I think once the play is designed to go to a certain receiver or pass catcher, that quarterback has to execute that play. Now, if he if he deviates from that, that play better you know execute for some yardage because then he's going to hear it from Josh McDaniels. And I think part of that is. When you have a Jimmy Garoppolo who's coming over from San Francisco, you have a young rookie quarterback in Aiden O'Connell. I don't want to say, call them system quarterbacks, but I think Josh McDaniels likes a quarterback who's going to run his play. And I think yes. we said that during the offseason. Yep. Run the play that I called how I called it. Yeah. And Anders, Anders great call, dude. Finally, finally glad to hear you. And we appreciate you calling in from Oakland. What a great call. Good stuff and great conversation. All right, we move on now to our next call and uh this is my unknown guy so i don't know who you are but when you listen to the show make sure you ping us uh but here we go with our call number two hey scar hey mo thanks for taking my call just want to say i'm happy to see a win streak max crosby close the game for us and i'm happy to see it i feel like the one thing you know if i had to compare khalil mack and max crosby was Max didn't close enough games like Khalil Mack did for us. You know, not to take anything away from Max Crosby, but it's just just nice to finally see him close a game for us. And I hope, you know, he continues that trend and becomes a Raider great as he's already turning towards um, that feat. So it's great to see that. One of the things I'm thinking about for the, you know, week, week seven here is that with Jimmy G being out, you know, who do you play? Aiden O'Connor? Aiden O'Connell or, you know, Brian Hoyer. And for me, I see benefits in both. I feel like you'll get more, um, you'll get, you'll get better ball placement with, with Aiden. You know, you'll get those probably, you know, mid route passes, uh, mid play passes that are going to be more 
um, you know, accurate than Brian Hoyer. You saw Brian Hoyer missed a lot of these short, easy passes. I feel like he wasn't super pinpoint, but with Brian Hoyer, he, he, he has a better, you know, deep ball. I mean, obviously we saw it a couple of times. I'm not going to, you know, champion the deep ball, you know, <laughs> threat out of all the quarterbacks, you know, that are out there or anything, but I just feel like that's something to consider seeing that the run game got a little bit better when he made that deep ball and it plays the defense a little more honest and so that they're prepared for that. With Aiden O'Connell, I don't know if he can have that deep ball threat. Let me know what you guys think. Thanks for taking my call. All right, there you go. Great call. Great call. Make sure you let us know who you are so we can we can give you full props on that one. But brings up a good point we talked about yesterday as well, which is the idea of which quarterback to start. I agree. I think it's got to be O'Connell. I think it will be O'Connell. But that point there towards the end of the call about how the deep ball opened up the run, because you saw Josh Jacobs, and we talked about that Tuesday, you saw Josh Jacobs get freed up a little bit and be able to run in space because they were stretching the field. It's kind of like that old myth. I, I don't know if you remember this old myth that you have to have an effective run game or establish a run to run play action effectively, and that's been disproven. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't I don't believe that you necessarily have to hit on all your deep ball pass passes to open up the run game. I'm not saying that the caller said this or you said this, but as he mentioned on the call, just the fact that the defense has to respect the deep ball could open up things for the run game. Now, Aiden O'Connell, to me, he has the strong arm, but he's not the most accurate deep ball thrower. So there's gonna be, there are going to be some misfires there. But even if they were to start Aiden O'Connell, the fact that he can stretch the field, I think, as the caller said, if you have to respect the deep ball, it could open up things for Josh Jacobs. Because I go back to the stat that I pointed out last week. Josh Jacobs, I believe the stat said he was seeing eight-man boxes 24% of the time last year. This year, it's up to 32%. Huge. You got to get that safety. You got to get that safety to respect some passes downfield. And to do that, whether it's Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer, you got to take some shots downfield, preferably to Devontae Adams. You do. You do. All right. Thank you, unknown caller. The unknown <laughs> caller. He's forever known as the unknown caller until he tells me his name. Um, all right. We're going to do an email now. It's a really long one, but I want, I'm going I'm to try to encapsulate it as I go along, Mo, because... Uh, there's some good point in this. It says, hey, Scott and Mo, apologies, long email, parentheses, Harkin reader to the test. So he's 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 talking about Gary because uh, Gary will send mm-hmm. us some long ones. It says, first, I'll really appreciate the work you do. Been listening to you for years, Scott, since the days of Chaz and Kelly. Wow. Somebody remembers Kelly. That's for Kelly because I know he's listening. I really do think you're always uh, brought an unbiased look with you and Mo. And I've been reading his work for years. And when you finally started podcasting with you, it was great. I listened to your podcast in Australia on my one and a half hour commute. So he is in Australia. He said, okay, here's my topic. A few weeks ago, Murph on the postgame show brought up the whole tanking is ridiculous and you're not a fan if you're rooting for a loss. I started properly supporting the Raiders in 2007, the Jamarcus Russell draft. Um, So although not as long as a lot of fans, all I've seen is mediocrity. Uh, but he talks about waking up at four in the morning to watch the games, just like our good friend Rossi the Aussie does. The Raiders remain a team that is not the worst, but they are also not ever in the upper echelon, just sort of in the middle and oscillating between. Um, in life, it's worth it to have a little pain or sacrifice to get better. Are we really happy as fans to continue with five and 11 seasons? I feel like that's what we're about to go through again. Yes, a win feels good, but we are not getting enough of it for it to matter. And he says, um, uh, 
you can't get players to tank and coaches will always want to win. But how would Denver being so bad? Is it crazy to think that we may have Mahomes, Herbert and Williams or May in the division with the Raiders with Jimmy G? And that is Khalid down in Australia. So Khalid, thank you, man, for your email, which was sent yesterday, tomorrow, because you're ahead of us. So uh, anyway, but Khalid, that's awesome. Thank you, man. But good point. I mean, I get what he's saying about the mediocrity and you want to be happy with wins, but you don't want to be five and 12, six, you know, six and 11, uh, seven and 10 forever. Shout out to Raider Nation in Australia. There are a lot of Raider fans in Australia. I mean, from the people that I communicate with on social media, the email is Rossi, who I beat not too long ago on fantasy football. Shout out to Rossi. A lot of Raider fans out there down under. But I'll say this about the whole tanking and loot bottoming out to get better. Here's the thing with with this, right? The Raiders are 3-3 and right now. So we, I'm sure in the locker room, they believe that they're going to win more than five, six games. I'm sure they're believing, like, look, if we get the offense going – we could sneak into the playoffs. Yeah. Now, the fan perspective is, well, this team doesn't look as good as some of the upper echelon teams. We're definitely headed for no man's land mediocrity, anywhere from five to eight, nine wins. We're not going to get the court. We're not going to get a top quarterback prospect, and we're just going to be mediocre. But when you look at it, from the, as I said, from the team perspective, they're not looking at it that way. And I go back again to what I said about the 2020 season, of the 2021 season. A lot of people thought the Raiders were dead in the water. They sneak into the playoffs. Now, did it help them in the long run with draft capital? No, it didn't. But I will go back to the my bigger point is regardless of where you're drafting, right? First overall, fifth overall, 20th overall, 21st overall, you have to have the coaching staff to develop those players. There are teams that finish with seven, eight, nine wins, but you know what? They hit on their draft picks and able to develop those players into key players. Now, the Raiders had a bunch, as you said recently, the Raiders had a bunch of first round picks. What do they have to show for it? Cleveland Farrell is now in San Francisco. Damon Arnett's not in the league. Henry Ruggs, different situation, not in the league. Leatherwood, complete bust. So they had the high draft capital. Now, Leatherwood's mid-first round, but think about it. They they had a Cleveland Farrell fourth overall pick, and they fumbled it. Bad pick, right? So yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter if you have number four, number 24. You have to make the right choices once you get that draft pick. And I think that's the main thing. The Raiders have had an issue with their drafts. Over the, you know, over the last several years, they just can't seem to get their top premium draft picks right. And until they fix that, they're going to be in mediocrity or, or at the bottom of the league. Well, and his point about the division with quarterbacks, I think a lot of people, a lot of Raider fans have already caught on to this and they're like, "Ooh, wait a minute. So let's say Aiden O'Connell gets a chance this year and he turns out to be a Cinderella story, fourth round pick, and he comes out. And he's a guy who looks like he might be a starter in the NFL. We'll see. I don't know that that's the case. If it's not the case, um, then the Raiders are in trouble. Not only that, if you consider this too, and and since Khalid brought it up, Mo, if you consider that, if you look at the draft order as it sits today, and I know it'll change, but the Broncos are going to be worse than the Raiders. The Broncos are going to select ahead of the Raiders. They're just going to, okay? It doesn't mean they have to take a quarterback. I think they will, but because of the class, but maybe they don't. But either way, there's eight teams that could possibly take a quarterback that are ahead of the Raiders. Out of 14, I'm not saying eight quarterbacks are going in the first 14. That's not going to happen. But there are eight teams that possibly could. And so this is where I think the Raiders' big gamble last year, run Derek Carr off, yes, 
I think everybody's fine with that for the most part. Uh, but bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. Now the report came out just this last week that they were trying to trade up for CJ Stroud, right? We don't know if that's true or not. I mean, he's doing really well now. So, oh yeah, we were trying to trade up for him. <laughs> Who knows if it's if it's if it's kind of just a false flag or not. But either way, the Raiders have to get a franchise quarterback. It's a good year to maybe make a shot at that. Uh, but if their other division rival gets one and you have, let's say, Drake May, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert, although the Chargers aren't doing that great right now. But if you have those three guys in your division and you have Jimmy Garoppolo, that's tough. It's tough. I'll say, I'll say one thing about the whole, if the Raiders don't bottom out, they're not going to get a viable quarterback. The, there is an alternative option. You can go to veteran route. Sure. Look at the Seattle Seahawks. They're they're now playoff contenders. They went the veteran route. They didn't bottom out and draft the quarterback high. They went and signed Geno Smith a few yeah. years ago. Uh, yeah. Look at the Rams. They they were kind of in the, in this no man's land. What did they do? They went out and they got Matthew Stafford. They sent uh, Jared Goff over to Detroit. Detroit didn't draft the quarterback high, and now they're one of the best teams in the league. They didn't have to bottom out to get their quarterback. The Minnesota Vikings, perennial playoff contender. Now they're not good right now, but they've they've been viable. They didn't bottom out to get their quarterback. They traded for him. They, they actually signed Kirk Cousins in free agency. So you don't have to get your franchise quarterback from the draft. If you're in this no man's land where you're drafting 15 to 20 and you don't necessarily like any of the prospects available, go get a veteran quarterback like some of the, these other teams yeah. did and, and compete in the playoffs. Or look at the 49ers. Where'd they get their quarterback? <laughs> that goes Last to my point about development. Exactly. If, if you can't develop the talent, you better acquire Doesn't matter. it. Yeah, absolutely. How to acquire it. All right, we're going to take just one break in this mailbag show. When we come back, we're going to get to AJ DeMello's epic voicemail. And then also we're going to take another message, email from our buddy Gary Harkinreader when we come back here on the mailbag edition on this Friday of Silver and Black Today. Don't go anywhere. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 